Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to A Little Better. We are glad that you are with us on this very special, I guess we're recording on a Monday, but this very special Tuesday, probably by the time the first most dedicated listeners or watchers are listening, we're excited to welcome in Mark Nelson from the Greece campus. Thanks for speaking this past weekend, and thanks for jumping on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Great to be here, Aaron. Um, so today is August the 17th as we're recording. And I just decided one podcast I really like, they always tell you what day it is, like national whatever day. There's always yeah. something quirky. And so I just, as we were getting ready, I Googled <laughs> what day it is. And I don't understand this calendar I'm looking at, but I'm going to read you from some, some list that just came up here. Okay. Today is yeah, what do we got? national nonprofit day. Okay. I guess is good. We work for one of those. So I can get it's behind our, it. It's our day. It's our day, but it's also a lot of other things day. It is also National Massachusetts Day. All right. I don't don't know that states got days. Is this when they became a state? I'm not sure. Does New York Um, have a day? I hope so. We should look that up. (laughs) Um, And also, I'm a Red Sox fan, so they play in Massachusetts. I can get behind Mm. that. Um, National uh, I Love My Feet Day. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. I don't, who loves their feet? Why, why are there so many of these people that they needed a day? <laughs> I guess your feet need some love, you know, they're yeah, down there. Apparently. And then also there's, it's national thrift shop day, which I can get, like, if I owned a thrift shop, I'd be looking forward to August 17th every year so I could advertise it. Yeah. Um, is that like small business Saturday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know of any big thrift stops, thrift shops. So maybe they are both small business Saturday and thrift shop day. They get their own. <laughs> Um, and then it's a microcosm of Small Business Saturday. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. And then finally, it's also Black Cat Appreciation Day. Which wow. I hate cats, so I don't appreciate yeah. them any day. I don't love um, them either, really. And I'm guessing that it's Black Cat Appreciation because I was like, Black Cats, if they walk across your path, supposedly that's bad luck or whatever. Yeah. So maybe they're saying like they get such a bad reputation, they need their own day to receive some right. love for those who are big fans or something. They, they need to be redeemed a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Can guess. one day do that? I don't think one day can pull that off for black it, cats. One, one day cannot undo the damage that cats have done Correct. to my ego as they ignore <laughs> me every time I ever try to interact with them. Uh, and I think that's really what it comes down to with my dislike of cats is they don't treat me like yeah. I'm Like you think you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> So they treat actually, you how you they treat you the way you actually are are deserving to be treated. That's the that's dogs our real are problem blindly here. loyal. Okay. Right. So anyway, yes. I, I appreciate them for that. But anyway, okay, let's actually jump in. And I forgot to even introduce myself. I'm Aaron. We got Mark with us. If you're watching or listening, thanks for jumping in on a little better. But uh this week you started your message from yesterday, which it's nice to be able to say yesterday, not mm-hmm. a week ago or whatever when yeah. we were recording. It's a nice feature, but, um, you talked about Giordano. So tell me, man, what's your, what is your pizza? What's your, what's your style that you like? You talked about Giordano's, but let's just talk the za here for a sec. Yeah. The za. Yeah. I'm a pizza guy. So I just love pizza. I don't remember a time I haven't. I love pizza of all varieties. And (laughs) so it was surprising actually that I hadn't had Giordano's until you know, until I was in seminary, but man, I have to say that that's definitely one of my favorite pizzas, Mm. but I just love pizzas of all kinds. And if I'm going to go with a chain pizzeria, something not deep dish, but just a a basic chain, 
I'm probably going to go with Papa John's. I really okay. like Papa John's. Yeah. But there's a lot of great pizza, pizzerias in Rochester. Um, just mm-hmm. so many great places to get a nice pie. For sure. Salvatore's like Salvatore you... isn't bad. Mark's my namesake. I love Dude, actually, they treat you like family at Mark's. That's and true. I, there's a Mark's near our home in Penfield. And I was like kind of ambivalent on Mark's until I had their chicken bacon ranch pizza. And mm. dude, for me to step out of cheese was like a monumental mm. day. It's always just like cheese or pepperoni. So when I went for chicken bacon yeah. ranch, I was feeling totally crazy. And it has genuinely changed my pizza life. Okay. If I'm ordering chain pizza, it's the CBR from Mark's. Interesting. Well, see, you know, I have a thing going and my family could tell you this, that that's not actually pizza, what you're talking about. Oh. I, <laughs> what is this? No, I, go. I, I would, I, <laughs> this is our pedantic side coming out right now, but okay, go, I, go. I, re- <laughs> I refer to that as a baked product. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then what's definably pizza for you? Tell me what is because definitely pizza. Pizza has to have at least two ingredients, right? Okay. It has to have a crust and uh-huh. red sauce. What? You're going with red sauce as a definitive pizza? I don't I don't get to define real pizza. That was defined centuries ago by I think the Italians. By but, Mr. Pizza. Uh, by Mr. <laughs> or Caesar from Little Caesars. Yeah. So so it's it's got to have red sauce. That's the key. So because the pizza mm. you're describing I'm assuming is Probably got some kind of barbecue sauce. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 some kind of a white sauce ranch. I think like a ranch based something. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But like a pizza that has like barbecue sauce, that would be, it's good. I'm not disputing that it might be very good. I just wouldn't call it pizza. (laughs) It's a baked product, which is the most (laughs) marked thing I've ever heard. I love that. Although I will say my taste from youth ministry has grown. I used to be like real big into the hot and readies. And there's still a place in my life for a hot and ready from Little Caesars and um, that kind of thing. Now, that place in my life comes with Tums at this point in my life. (laughs) (laughs) It only gets worse. Let me reassure you. (laughs) Okay. But I'm I'm starting to really get into like, like a Ferrari's pizza, like, or like a more like a fire baked type thing. I really basically I can go all in on crazy Mm. pizzas with all kinds of things when they're in that more um, artisan style. I really I really like that. But again, there's nothing wrong with just like a straight up pizza right, with right. pepperoni. Yeah. Down, down Henrietta, uh, pie craft. That's a pretty good spot mm, to grab that's a, another good, an yes. artisan pizza. Yeah. Blaze that same yep. kind of vibe. Okay. For we, sure. The, uh, the but amount- speaking, speaking of Giordano's, Go cause we do need to get back to that. Um, cause it's so amazing, but <laughs> there was a guy that came up to me after one of the services yesterday. And he actually said, there's a place in town here in Rochester that he claims has pizza that might even be better. Deep dish Chicago style pizza that might be better than Giordano's. I don't know if I can believe it, but it's called Chester Cab. And so if you're local here in Rochester, you need to check that out. It's a little advertisement. I'm, I'm making no money for saying that, but I, was gonna say, I feel pizza. like we should be getting some delivered right during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for you that's a great idea. Our thousands and thousands of right. listeners. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I think those are uh, mostly me just playing it on repeat, but um, no, that's interesting. Wouldn't it be ironic if in New York, there was a better Chicago style pizza place right. than in Chicago? Yeah, that would be which bizarre. Would just show you that New York has superior pizza, even when they're doing <laughs> it wrong. <laughs> but, I, I do like uh, New York style, you know, Sicilian style pizza is good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I will, I'll do my best to make sure I'm eating pizza next time I'm talking to you and not a baked product, but oh my goodness. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. So speaking of your message, kicking off the Pi Squared series, it was you this week, me next week's talking about invest and Nate Miller's going to close it out with the invite um, message. So a three week series on living Pi Squared. But um, honestly, we kind of gave you the worst talk of the three because anytime you're introducing a series, you have to do like at least a portion of your message just introing the series, which means you have less time to talk about what other topic you're going to be talking about. And also sharing your faith and prayer are like the yeah. two things that most Completely. Christians are worst at. <laughs> yeah. Like if you want, if you want to ask any Christian, like the two most guilt producing questions you could ever ask, it's got to be like, you know, how's your prayer life? And how have you been lately at sharing your faith? And like, <laughs> I got to speak to both of those topics in one message. So I was, yeah, I was definitely feeling it for sure. Yeah. When you came out of the story of your mom and like went right to that Lee Strobel quote of whoever you prayed for last week, would they be in, would anybody else be in heaven? I was like, really bro? Right. For that question. <laughs> it's just like a stick the knife and twist it of the two things that are the hardest, no doubt. Um, Absolutely. So I, I don't envy that you got to talk about these two things, but thanks for doing it. Honestly, you did a great job. Very convicting to me. I love messages in my personality. I love a message that just steps back and reminds us kind of like of the structure of our church. This was in some ways kind of an insider talk. Well, I mean, not mm -hmm. just in some ways, in many ways it has to be because it's only four believers who are living a pi squared life. So um, yeah, you just talking through why we do it this way. And I'm going to have a little bit of that at the beginning of my message. I'm sure Nate will too, just that like, reinforcing of why we live a Pi Squared life and how it fits into the mission of our church. So I appreciate you doing it so well. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure there's things that you didn't have time to talk about. Or is there anything else you want to, what do you, you want to jump in and talk about? Because sharing your faith is such a huge, broad topic. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate all that, uh, Aaron. And, you know, I just, even as I said yesterday uh, in the talk, like I just feel very truly like I'm the last guy that should give this talk. You know, but just because um, I, as I said, you know, I, I've struggled with this throughout my life. Um, I remember, in fact, I have this, you know, longstanding memory of when I was probably around 11 or 12 years old, I was a paper boy in Cortland, New York, delivering the Cortland Standard and pa papers, you know, newspapers, Aaron, that used to be a thing. I don't know if you're familiar with newspapers. Oh, oh right, were, right, 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 right. It was right, like right, the right. way that we got news and, and we okay. delivered these, these papers. On like that, some kind of parchment or something yeah, like animal parchment. skins yeah, or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rolled up parchments really. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, you know, I just remember this, this one day that it was, I think it was a Thursday and I was collecting and it was the day I hated the most because you have to actually go to the door and hope people are home and they're never home because they know you're coming to get money. But uh, <laughs> on this one day, I just remember like this completely awkward moment where I realized the shirt I was wearing was was actually from the college that that actually both of, both of us ended up going to. Um, okay. The name of the college back then was Baptist Bible College. But I just remember um, walking up to the door. And as I approached the door, I, I kind of realized, and again, I was kind of a little too self-conscious at the age of 12, but realized what I was wearing and thought, oh man, I feel awkward that this person might see that I have like Baptist or Bible on my shirt. I wasn't worried about college. That was fine. But it was, <laughs> it was those first two words. And I noticed that my, my paper bag strap was just wide enough to cover both of those words. So I kind of just like positioned it cleverly and strategically oh, over nice. Baptist and Bible. Now, now, how ridiculous is that, right? It's almost embarrassing to, to tell that story. The truth of the matter is the person, first of all, wouldn't have even seen it. And secondly, wouldn't have cared a bit. Like they would have thought nothing of it. But that's mm -hmm. how utterly self-conscious I was then. And what I find incredibly today is at the age of 48, 
I can still find something of this uncertainty rising up in me or this uncomfortableness. And it's those almost like those old feelings, you know, juvenile feelings rising back up again. And it's embarrassing, really. But that's just the way that, you know, I think our insecurities, just as people in general, can work against us. Um, So that's, that's why it's been challenging for me. But by God's grace, I mean, obviously, I'm growing in that area and hopefully making strides. But but that's one of the reasons why I felt like, boy, you know, um, as much as I have a heart for this, I find I truly find that I I do fail more times than I'd care to admit, you know, at, at this at this process. Totally. And and I don't think that any of us have, I, we don't have a tr- perfect track record. Anything we preach on, this in particular is one that you would think as professional Christians, you know, we would be better at. Um, but we've all probably got that story, right? For you, it's the paper bag. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, something else. I remember getting challenged to carry my Bible uh, in my public school and like I would carry it, but like, in and among my other books are like covered up inside of something. It's like, well, I technically did it, you know? Um, so totally like, or for me, I remember organizing see you at the poll and like feeling embarrassed or self-conscious about inviting my friends, knowing that it would identify, they knew I was a Christian, but just, and I was fine with that. I was fine with them knowing, and they were fine with me being one, but it's when you start to cross the barrier of like, no, I kind of want you to be one now too. Right. Is, and I love that thing about millennials. I'm a millennial about how 47% of them, I think was your mm-hmm. number, would mm-hmm. believe it's wrong. It's actually wrong to try to proselytize. And that was a fast, fascinating statistic. And I definitely know millennials are probably willing to admit that out loud. But I'm guessing every generation has had the feeling that even if they didn't think it was wrong, they probably thought it was weird or embarrassing or yeah. something that they had to think through. Absolutely. And I think one of the contributing factors, I think, to, to making this challenging for me through the years, and I'm sure for you as well, and anybody in ministry, is that we're we're simply in our profession, right? Most of the hours of our uh, given workday are not around those that are far from God. They're they're around mm. other followers of Jesus, and so um, those opportunities are a little more rare um, than they might sure. otherwise be if we worked, you know, at a, a profession, you know. Uh, just out there in, in the world somewhere. So um, that's been, I think, a, another contributing factor that's caused me to need to be creative um, and really work harder at this. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, again, you know, we're growing, but um, it's easy to not feel like we're there and, and we're not in so many ways. Right. And I think too, we any, any Christian who's sensitive to doing this well, and I'm in the invite, my, my talk's going to be invite, about invite. So I'm thinking about approach and all the inner tor- turmoils that believers go through as they're trying to develop relationships. But I think the fact that people have been awkward about this in the past or have used ineffective means, yeah. I think mm-hmm. can also be a hindrance. Cause like, I don't want to be that guy either. Oh, for sure. I think that's what I find um, that rises up in me pretty quickly. You know, I get to that moment where maybe there is an opportunity right there available for me to a door to walk through. And what I find kind of coming to mind is, oh, but will they think I'm like that other guy that was completely, you know, crazy or uh, shared in a very unhelpful way? Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I think, you know, one of the biggest ironies, tragically, you know, is that unfortunately in the name of Jesus, some very un-Christ-like things end up taking place. And that sure. can't be an excuse to never share, but I just think that is an, uh, a contributing factor to what can make it harder, you know, for us to mm-hmm. feel that comfort level of knowing that we have the confidence to share in those moments, for sure. Totally. Yeah, we, I'm sure we've all gotten 
either proselytized by somebody of another religion or been attempted to be converted by a Christian <laughs> and felt the like, sure. I feel weird when you're doing this. I don't like it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. My, and we actually, just don't want to do that. Yeah. It, it happened uh, to my wife. Actually, she was just telling me this. It happened at her workplace. She's an insurance agent. And apparently sometimes she'll take calls, people looking for insurance. And a guy called in and was actually pretty rude at the first part of the call. Just, you know, wasn't really just receptive to the things that my wife was saying. And then toward the end of the call, basically he said, but do you know what the best insurance policy is? It's having a relationship with Jesus. And And went on to to try to sort of sell my wife on, you know, the gospel. And of course my wife, you know, knows Christ. And so she was saying back to the guy, we're pretty know, sure. Bible, we're pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the verdict's still out. No, uh, I didn't say that, honey. Um, no, but, uh, <laughs> my wife would say, you know, yeah, I absolutely. I believe that. And he, he kind of pushed back on her. Like, are you sure? You know, is it real? But I think the point is just, man, come on. Like my wife was glad she was the one that took the call and not her, mm. not her fellow, you know, uh, fellow employees there or coworkers, because, you know, it, it can be embarrassing for, I think, for the name of Christ when Christians resort to those kinds of tactics. Now, those aren't needed. You know, we can do this a, a lot more naturally and a lot more lovingly and appropriately <laughs> than totally. I think those things demonstrate. Yeah. And so uh, that's where this is kind of like an, uh, if there are different kinds of excuses, maybe the 101 excuse when Christians are newer believers, their 101 excuse is like, well, I'm not sure that I know how to defend my faith. But then once you get to a place where like you do know how to defend your faith or you understand your faith right. enough to share it, there's like advanced level, like PhD level excuses for not sharing your faith. And one of them is this like, well, I just want to make sure that my approach is really matching the situation. <laughs> and that can just sometimes be like a smart, advanced way to not yeah. do what God has called you're, us to do. You're going to talk about that this coming, this coming Sunday, I think. A little sure. Bit. So we're excited sure. to hear that. But So yeah. when it comes for you of the three of pray, invest, invite, um, do you have one that feels most natural to you? Do you have one that you feel like has shown up best in your life or stories of any of them showing up? Oh man. Um, well for sure investing, you know, I've, I've typically been all about the relationship so mm-hmm. I can sit in investing forever, <laughs> you know, like just right. bring on the friendship, bring on the relationship. I love to get to know you. I'm going to be careful to not be that jerk, but in the process I can avoid what I was talking about. You know, I can avoid actually being bold enough to open my mouth and, and speak or ask the right question or bring it to the point it really needs to get to where the gospel is clarified. So I would say for sure, it's not prayer. That's been a, an admitted weakness that I need to improve on. Um, it's definitely been investment and, and, and with the true intention of helping people come to know Christ. But too often, I think I, I let opportunities go by without walking mm-hmm. through that door. And so those are both areas. I think either end is an area of growth for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I have made progress by God's grace and I, I will continue to hopefully in the future. Sure. How about for yourself? Do you find one of those easiest or? Yeah. I mean, you probably, basically I could just ditto what you said. And I, I'm sure a lot of believers would be in the same category. Um, although I do feel like a lot of, I've certainly met people who are really strong on the prayer front. Like they're really praying for those who are far from God and have a lot of belief there, but maybe they're, a little more introverted relationally or talk, you know, striking up something with the neighbors would be awkward. And so it's not like it's impossible to be in a different category, but you and I are similar enough in personality that prayer for me, isn't just a weakness when it comes to people far from God. It's just a weakness period. Like it's just not, 
of my spiritual disciplines is just not my greatest strength. So it's not just with, you know, praying for opportunities right. or whatever. Right. But I will say, I, I remember this in high school and I'm sure, you know, you've experienced this too, like being challenged by my youth pastor or somebody, some event to um, be more bold with my faith and, and starting to pray regularly for chances to share my faith. And it, there was a season where like, <laughs> I'm not like real into spooky stuff. Like I did this and then God immediately showed me like, that doesn't usually happen in my life. But there was like a two week period where hmm. I would like forget about it for three days. And I'm like, oh, I should do this. Okay, I'm going to do this. And I would pray for an opportunity. And literally that day I had an opportunity where somebody wow. like, asked me a spiritual question. And then I was like, well, that was terrifying. So I'm going to take another couple <laughs> days off and nothing happened. And then I would pray for it and have it like, three times, like one to one, I would pray. And that day I would have an opportunity. And I was just like, this is, this is too much. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't need all these opportunities, but yeah, you know, I, I think that's so true. And like a lot of times I think it's just because we're not in tune with what God's doing, you know, exactly. and we're not aware of the doors that are right there available for us to go through. Um, and this just, it came out really in, in vibrant colors as I was preparing for this message. And certainly I'm mm -hmm. trying to practice what I preach and I want to be genuine in this. And so, man, a few weeks before the message, you know, I started praying for those opportunities to come into my own life, come across my path. And it was actually the day after I started praying for opportunities that God would provide those opportunities that um, I actually had a guy come into my office for counseling and it became clear pretty quickly that he was uncertain of where he stood in relationship with with God. And it, wow. thankfully, because I had prayed that prayer the day before, I, I don't know whether, you know, I don't know, I'd like to think I would have been in tune with, oh yeah, this is that opportunity. But I think because I had prayed that prayer the day before, I was that much more aware. And so I immediately recognized this is an opportunity right here. And this guy needs to come to faith in Christ. He's never done that. And so that's where my focus went. And it didn't happen that day, but I'm glad to say that a week later, he came back for a second session and he came back ready to receive Christ and prayed wow. to trust in Christ in that moment. So I, is that coincidence? Perhaps it is, but I'd like to believe, and I, I do believe that God, he was simply doing what he loves to do. And that is answering that prayer for opportunities to share the gospel. So he proved himself faithful once again. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. And and I love the, the interplay, right? Because it's got to work during the situation. You didn't call this guy. It's like, hey, you can come in for counseling. I feel like you're right. on the verge of faith. So that's, that's God's orchestration. And But as you pray, it, I, you know, you talked about how it, you know, we're chasing after God's heart and we're looking to eventually move his hand, but then we're also aligning with God's heart, right? We're, we're trying to think and act like God. And as we pray to him about opportunities, what we're really saying is, let my heart be excited about opportunities. <laughs> like right, I, right. I, I state to myself and to you that opportunities are something that I want. And once you've said that, it cues you mentally to be on the lookout for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good. And so the pi squared equals four plus one, which is a formula I've never <laughs> heard us use before. I don't know if you made that up or what, I, but it sounded... I made it. Do you like it? If you do, I, I made it up. <laughs> It sounds like something we would say. So it's, it's just right and corny enough to be something we would say. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm not a math guy, it. but when I, when I hear pi squared, of course, I think, you know, math, that's probably too confusing for myself, but 
And then I'm thinking like, hey, if we're going to go math, let's just make a formula. So go all in. Yeah. Four, yeah. four relationships plus one, um, yeah. which once again, I don't have a lot of coworkers on my list. I want to be clear. But the ones that I have on there were really praying for them hard. My coworkers, um, my, I've got a couple coworkers I've never been sure about. And so, you know, Scott, I mean, I mean, I don't know names, but uh, <laughs> no, anyway. So, okay. Um, but speaking of that, you know, reminders for opportunities, we're praying to God, he's bringing us opportunities. It's also just a reminder. I will say, I love the prayer reminders thing. In fact, I signed up, it's today's Monday. Like I said, I yep. signed up for those prayer reminders this morning because that's the kind of thing of like, oh yeah, you know, it's as simple as just asking Siri to help with it. But yeah. Um, the fact that I'm going out of my way to sign up to make it happen. So I'll get these texts is the kind of thing that can make a big difference. And we're going to be talking about it in, in, like I said, my message this weekend, but in many ways, we're in one of the best moments ever for Pi squared because so many people's lives are upended. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, people are looking for hope. And so I feel like it's a great opportunity for all of us to get those reminders. Um, I just, I just went to, I want.info this morning and did it. I don't know. I, I'm sure I was supposed to do it yesterday and just forgot, but <laughs> oh, really, I mean, you can do it anytime you want, which is the beauty of <clears throat> I want.info, you know, our new hub, but we're excited about that. Uh, mm. you know, that, that just great kind of convenient place where people can go and, and really just express interest in anything related to a next step in their faith or related to information that they're interested in for Northridge. And it's super simple. I love the layout of it. I mean, mm -hmm. it couldn't have been easier. I did it yesterday right after my message and just uh, super easy to do. Buttons were clear, um, not just for that, but even, you know, to tr trust Christ or to ask for help in any other way. So I love it. I, love I think it. it's a great new site. Yeah, totally. And I, I couldn't believe I want dot info was available. Right. <laughs> like when I first yeah. heard that we were going that way, I was like, wow, how in the world are we the first person to buy the URL? I want dot info. But um, yeah, I think that'll be good. It's, you know, we used to pass out cards in Henrietta and Greece. We would fill out, you know, we ask every single person yeah. to fill it out every single week. Our Greece and Hen fan would know that line well. But this Absolutely. is kind of that same idea. You're already on your phone. We're trying to make it as easy as possible. Texting is good. And you can always text a real person right from I want.info. We've got a button that has like literally you click it and it just shows you a number and you can text it and somebody's waiting to respond. So we've still got that super personal option. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when we were texting with people, we were just sending them a URL anyway. Right. Like, Thanks right. for the text. Check out this link. <laughs> so you yeah. might as well skip a step where you don't exactly. have to... It just go straight to a website that has all the information you want. So exactly. I'm stoked about that. COVID free way to, to take advantage of any next step. So that's yes. if people are getting COVID through the internet, we have bigger problems. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I want info will be a great, um, you know, I think approach moving forward, especially in a world where we can't hand out paper anyway. For but. sure. Well, Mark, let me check my stopwatch here. By the way, everyone, for those who are watching, I have another monitor over here. So I keep like looking away into the <laughs> Yeah, abyss, what are you but... looking at? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're probably right at the end here. We should probably wrap up. But thank you very much for taking the time, jumping on, and for speaking. You've, I feel like this summer we've gotten to hear you quite a few times. So excited. Always love to hear from you. And uh, looking forward to seeing what's next with movie theaters, my friend. <laughs> As am I. And I'm looking forward to, Aaron, to your, your message, part two of our series. And I uh, can't wait. Um, I think God's going to use it in a big way. So thanks, thanks for having thanks. me on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out this video or this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. If you've got any questions, of course, you can always reach out to us. We love to hear from you. And um, yeah, if there's any way, especially on podcast stuff, the only way we know if anyone's even engaging with it is if you rate and subscribe. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to rate and subscribe to the podcast, that's always helpful to us. There's really no way for us to know how many people listen. So for all we know, it's just 
you, me, Mark, it's just you and me and our wives, although I can't even guarantee mm. it's them. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if, if you're willing to write and subscribe, that really helps us so that we can know who's engaging. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks guys. Thank you.